In this episode of Man vs. Marriage, the epic fail when crazy good communication goes crazy wrong. The podcast. How good do you want your life to be? It's truly about becoming the best version of yourself that's possible. Man versus Marriage. Welcome back to another episode of Man versus Marriage. You super stud, you man beast. We are here in the Moran family studio welcoming you, thanking you for coming back to listen to an e- another episode. And today we are going to talk about the epic fail in crazy good communication. Yeah, this is part four of Crazy Good Communication, The Journey, and uh, we're going to dip right into the details of this, and this show is going to be primarily led by Jeannie so that uh, she can give you the journey episode, which is how we go about telling you our story. So, honey, I hand it over to you. Yay, no pressure. Um, Okay, so we've been going through how to talk, how to make sure the other person's listening, figuring out, you know, what I heard, what you said. And then, and then, two weeks into this, um, well, the last two weeks, I guess, we finally hit the spot where we weren't doing that. We were just kind of going about our normal daily routine. um, And while preparing for the show, it kind of came up that we needed to address this. So what ended up happening is over the last few weeks, obviously everybody's going through the changes, being home, having the kids home. Some are working from home, some are not. Um, you know, all the the things that we can't control. I'm not good with not having control, just so we're all clear. I'm a very, um, I can do chaos, but it's controlled chaos. I'm always in control of it. And for the last few weeks, I haven't been. So when we got the call that all the kids are going to be staying home, the, the, this all happened over three major conversations in the last, what, two, three weeks? Yeah. Okay. So the first one was we got the call. The kids are not going back to school. They're all going to be on virtual homeschool. Now, in our home, obviously, there's eight kids. We have five different schools. No, it was not done on purpose. Um, we have three who are in middle school. One of those is actually in two separate schools because she had to go out due to surgery. And um, for her medical purposes, she's on a virtual academy already, but two schools basically own her at this point for her grades and her work and all that. We have high school and then we have the autism school. So I have basically five different schools. Eight kids all have to do virtual schooling. Autism and virtual schooling is not happening we'll just be honest I'm not doing it um we we've kind of come to the conclusion that that would be way too much stress on me but when we started the conversation um we got into a big (laughs) a double s fight about school well okay so here's what happens and this is totally on me I own it I know that this is how I work I know that this is how things happen with us and I didn't catch it until it was too late So that's kind of where the epic fail comes into play. Um, The first conversation was, again, about schooling. And when we homeschooled before, I don't do things on a structured 
system like Quincy does. Quincy manages. That's what he does. So everything he does is very structured from this hour to this hour. This is what we do. This is what I need to get done. He has lists. He has the whole nine. I don't really work that way in a lot of things, especially when it comes to the kids, because this schooling is not my thing. When we homeschooled. Hold on real quick, honey. Guys, look, it's not me running off at my mouth, but please listen in. Listen in for what what you can pick up on how to listen to your wife in this episode and what it what things that you can listen to, what we call in the professional world is key KPIs, key performance indicators. What is coming? What can you pick up from this moment that you hear uh, from from my wife's story so that you can uh, you can learn and apply it to your own marriage in some way? So please just uh, just just listen to the details as best you can. And let's take all the goods out of it that are available. I'm sorry, honey. Go ahead. No, you're fine. So we, in the first conversation that we had, it wasn't a conversation. It came to an all-out argument within seconds, which is not like us, really. But Quincy sat down with the kids and I and said, okay, you guys are going to be homeschooling again. This is the system that I think you should put into place. This is how I think we should structure things. I think this is what will work for you and work for mom. Make sure the grades stay on top of things. Um, make sure that I'm on top of things. Okay. Kind of take a step back for a second because what I did not do was voice the fact that I was already extremely overwhelmed. I have eight kids going to be home. Now, mind you, I just got my freedom with them all going to school. I have one at home because of hospitalizations, but she's pretty much independent. She does her stuff. She does her work and she doesn't really... She's not an issue to take her out in public or take her with me when I do things. And if I need to go do something by myself, I can leave her with somebody and she's fine. Um, But all of a sudden, my freedom was taken from me, not just from being able to go in and out of stores and, you know, coming and going whenever I wanted to. But now all my kids are home and I can't leave and leave autism at home. And I can't really do babysitting very much because obviously... We're all here and we're not supposed to have other people around and money is kind of that other conversation that we were having. So I got mad and flipped out because what I was dealing with internally was not voiced. That was my fault. I did not tell him, hold up, we need to have this conversation at a later date. I need to process through what's going on. I just took it and the frustration that I was feeling about being overwhelmed came at him with claws. And um, it it actually caused a pretty big rift with us um, over the last couple of weeks, and we didn't catch it until now. So pay attention. We uh, we kind of haven't been uh, the same ever since. And it happened. The argument happened in front of the kids, um, which never happens with us. We usually are pretty good at keeping. If it's if it's a conversation that gets a little heated, we usually stop and go. You know, what? we need to go talk about this in another room. We try not to do that stuff in front of the kids. Not that we don't want them to see what a healthy argument looks like, but I kind of have an unfiltered communication and certain words may come out a little more colorful than others. So Well, and it's not it's not that in my opinion. There are certain topics that True. That are we know are sore spots for us. So True. we have arguments in front of the kids. I mean we have disagreements and discussions and that happens. This was this was a serious one where you know, we came up for air for a minute, and I looked at the kids, and they were all like, WTH, what, yeah. is, what is this? Yeah. Because, it, I mean, you could, you could cut the tension in the room 
with a with a karate chop. It was there. So that was the first conversation, and we had we did talk it through, and we kind of came to the conclusion of we didn't know what we were dealing with yet. We were going to wait till we got all the information from the schools and what was required, and we would adjust as it came in, and then we would work it out from there. So that happened, but for me, I was already wounded because I wasn't communicating, I wasn't telling him what was going on, and I was already angry because in my mind, he came in trying to fix something and get me to do something his way, and that wasn't his intention, but it's how I took it because I was already frustrated that everyone else was telling me I had to do things their way. My kids were coming home. I was going to have to homeschool. I was going to have to do virtual academy. I was going to have to buy computers. I was going to have to do services with the autistic kids. I was going to have to finish my book. I was going to have to do the grocery shopping and making sure that we had everything that we needed. So all of these things are running through my head while Quincy has no clue that all of these things are running through my head. My hamster jumped on the wheel and that bastard took off flying. So the second conversation we had... Um, was about money. Several conversations actually about money. We do it once a week. We get together. We do the bills together. We go over finances. Um, it's it's our way of making sure, A, that we're not overspending, and B, that we both know what's going on with the finances. We both know that we've got savings. We both know what we're trying to do for the kids. If things come up and we have a huge expenditure, we discuss it when we do bills so that we both understand the savings account doesn't look like this anymore because this is what happened. <clears throat> it's it's just a safe way to keep from fighting when you get to the end of the month and you're like, why do we have $10 left? What the hell happened? We don't do that anymore. <laughs> well, in the conversation, we had been talking about starting a garden, making some improvements to the house, some things that the kids needed, like buying computers. Um, you know, we had adjustments that needed to be made. We had to upgrade our internet. We had to buy new equipment for the house because our Internet was not prepared for 10 people to be home and on it all the time. Um, our, up until now, our kids did not have electronics. They, they had very limited access. So this was all a big shift. Mm -hmm. um, okay, newsflash, Jeannie doesn't do change well at all. <laughs> and I don't do it well when I'm forced to do it. So this was a lot coming at us. Plus, I was panic buying because things were flying off the shelf. We're a 10-person family. I can't not have what we need based on our past and things that we've dealt with, which I'm sure we'll get into at some point. Um, I have an internal need to know that my kids are taken care of, period. I can go without, they will not. What's up, you stud, you man beast? It's the Q-Dog here with a quick, did you know? Did you know about our website, manversusmarriagepodcast.com? That's man V like victory, S like success, marriagepodcast.com. Did you know about our email? Coach at man versus marriagepodcast.com. What about our Facebook group? Check it out at MVSM Podcast. And finally, on our website, go subscribe. Become a fantastic subscriber to Man versus Marriage. You will get tips and tricks on how to have a better marriage a better you, and more sex. Coming soon, Man vs. Marriage, the mailbox. Anyway, that's it. Back to the show. Thank you, you stud, you studly man beast. Um, so in the conversation, 
again, this was not his intention. This is what was said. And this is what I heard. Okay. Understand this. This is what I heard. As he was going through the money and we were kind of having a heated conversation because we were overspending in grocery and we were not putting into savings like we had planned and we had things that we needed to accomplish. And he is very, very good at making sure if we have something we're trying to save for, that we have a plan to save for that. And when that plan deviates, Quincy gets a little tweaked if it's not discussed first. Mm -hmm. And $500 in one shopping spree to run to get toilet paper and water and laundry detergent and dishwashing detergent was not on that list. Yeah, you're all in your car going, oh, shit. Yeah, that's basically where we were at. So anyway, long story short, when we were having this conversation, he brought out that he was trying to put us on a budget to do things. Now, his words, I'm trying to do the things that you want to do. You want a garden. You want to get the computers. You want to make these changes. There were all these different things that were coming up, and the word that kept coming out was you. Okay? So internally, I'm thinking, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm doing it again. I'm putting too much on him, and this is my fault that we're spending too much. We're not saving enough, and the things aren't getting done. So he's getting frustrated at me because I'm causing the frustration. Okay? Again, didn't tell him. I was letting my little hamster do his running, and I wasn't talking. We do that sometimes. Um, that's where the F-I-N-E comes in. Watch for that. Anyway, the third one um, happened a few days after he had come home from work. <clears throat> excuse me. And he had been, for the last month, he has been working extremely long hours. He's been driving a lot. He's very, very tired. We have a lot of stuff on our plate with everybody being home. We are not getting our time away. We have an agreement. We're supposed to be getting away every weekend, at least one weekend a month. That hasn't happened since February. Our vacation for March got completely canceled. So we're kind of stuck at the moment on not getting our time. Yes, we, we sit together. We spend time together watching TV. We hang out together. It is not the same as the buildup to going away and knowing we have three days of sex coming and no children. We have really good conversation that we can have. We have all these things that we're excited to discuss with each other about ourselves, not the kids, not the house, not work, us. That's not been happening. Right. And for us, that's like taking the well and just completely sucking it dry. It just, it does not work for us, me in particular. So we're already feeling that. And he comes home frustrated from work and some stuff going on. And it's not really he's frustrated with work. I think he was just tired. There was so much going on. I think he was just exhausted. But the conversation that came out was um, we were grading each other. We were discussing, you know, what, what were our pros and cons for this week? What did we do good for each other? What did we do bad for each other? Where can we make improvements? And my hang up was... Quincy and I made an agreement. I'm editing the book. We're getting ready to move forward with the actual editor and hopefully be launching at the end of summer. So there's a lot on my plate and I needed Quincy to sit and let me read to him each night as we go through each chapter so that I'm, I've got a second set of ears. Well, twice he fell asleep while I was reading to him. So I got frustrated. Yeah, I know. Petty. You can all mentally slap me later. It's all good. I got it. We, we've already been down this road. I've mentally slapped myself. I'm pretty sure he's mentally slapped me too. Um, 
But what it was, was we weren't getting our time together. And that time reading to him was my time. I was sharing something with him and he was falling asleep. So it was kind of like, wow, I guess I'm boring. I guess he's just not into it, which wasn't the, the case. I was basically being a bitch about it because he was tired and I knew it. I knew it, but it was still taking something from me. So that he, we had a conversation about the different things that needed to get done and whatnot. And in the conversation, again, these were his words. It wasn't intended to be a dig, but I'll explain what I heard. He was making comments as to, I'm trying to make sure that we're on schedule because you have the book, you have editing, you want the garden done, you want the, the house taken care of, you want to get these things done. All I heard was you, 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 and him talking about how he's tired and he's frustrated and he's, I'll just do better. I'll just do better. There aren't enough hours in the day for him to do everything that he wants to do, nor are there enough hours in the day for him to do what he needs to do. I mean, your schedule is probably right now the most packed it's been in a really long time. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's because, again, we don't have the freedom to say, okay, we have this weekend to get away, so we can do work stuff these weekends. As long as we've got this weekend for us, we don't have an issue with that. When we don't have that weekend away, every weekend becomes a work weekend. Every weekend becomes, we got to get it all done because during the week, he's leaving anywhere between four and six in the morning and he's not getting home until some nights in the last few weeks, it's been seven, eight o'clock at night. Well, by 9.30, 10 o'clock, he's done. So... It, it, it was a lot of stuff, but I wasn't talking. All I kept hearing, though, was you, you, you. So I stopped talking. I'm causing the frustration. I'm making him feel like he's not doing enough. I'm making him feel like he can't provide enough. Okay. Scale back 10 years, that's where a lot of this stuff, when we first started with Rita, came out was we were still stuck in resentment and issues that we had in the first 10 years of you not being able to provide, you not doing enough, you not being home enough, how I was making you feel because you couldn't do these things. So that came up again. Um, okay, so here's the deal. Quincy and I have a rule. If I start feeling this way, if I start getting depressed, which happens often, when I start getting anxious, which happens often, or overwhelmed, Shocker, that happens a lot too. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm supposed to go to him first. But since inside I was hearing him say, I was the reason he was frustrated, I was the problem, I didn't bring my problem to him. I decided to hold off and, okay, good point. I recognized where I was going. I recognized that I was getting depressed. I recognized that I was building stuff up and that I was starting to go down a path I did not want to go down. So I was smart enough in recognizing it to go to someone I trust to talk and vent it, which was good. But it was not who I promised I would talk and vent it with. So that kind of caused a problem. Okay, so I went to go see a friend and talk to her about what was going on with me because I was starting to feel kind of anxious and depressed and frustrated with some things, but I had already put a bunch of stuff on him. So I felt... So I didn't want to put anything else on him. So I went to somebody else. Okay. Again, good part. I went to somebody. I recognized I was going down the rabbit hole again. We've agreed. I am not going down this rabbit hole again. So 
I went to talk to somebody that we, we both trust. This is somebody that if I needed to go to somebody and I couldn't go to Quincy or there was a reason that he wasn't available, he would trust this person to give me the right advice and to take care of me. Word. So um, anyway, she basically worked my ass off in a uh, gym type setting and that was kind of how I worked through it. It was just to get me out of my own head. But she also is very blunt to the point and does not sugarcoat anything. So it was what I needed to snap me out of where I was going. I needed somebody to call me on my shit and tell me, okay, focus. This is what we're doing. Either you're in or you're not. If you're not in, walk out the door now. If you're you're not going to do these things that you've set goals for, then just quit, walk away, and let's just not have this conversation anymore. So I, I took that. I was able to kind of get out of my own headspace. I felt better. But here's the kicker. Remember when we said, when she's fine, what do you notice? Quincy had noticed and had called me on. I was reading more. I was playing my video games more. I was kind of checking out a conversation. He was seeing the signs. He was bringing it up, but I'm okay. So it went from fine to okay. I was not okay. But because internally I assumed that I was the problem for him, I wasn't talking to him about it. I was just letting it go. So big major no-no for us in communication. And I dropped the ball on this. It could be you. It could be her. It, it could be anything. It doesn't necessarily have to be the stuff that we're going through, but if you notice the signs and you're not getting the answer that makes sense with what you're seeing, I, I should have come clean with it, and I didn't. And Quincy kept coming back at me. Nah, something's off, something's off. But then again, when we both start getting distracted and we have so many things on our plate with work and all the other things with the family dynamics and whatnot, sometimes we notice it, we call it, and when, the, when your spouse says, no, I'm okay, I'm good, we kind of let it go. And we moved through the process because she said she's okay. All right. But I wasn't changing. Things weren't changing. So I think we both kind of dropped the ball on that one. It's not his responsibility to make sure that I'm talking to him. That's not what I'm saying. But I think had we been more in tuned and spending more of our time together and mm -hmm. focusing on us as opposed to everything else that's going on right now, I think we would have caught this a lot sooner and it wouldn't have become what it was. So it ended up being a long conversation of that's what I said, but that wasn't how I meant it. And this is how I heard it, but that's not what he was saying. And our crazy good communication went crazy wrong for a few weeks until we finally sat down and hashed it out for, what, two, three hours. And it was, around, it was a very round conversation. It, we, we went around the bush a few times trying to figure it out, but uh, we did get to the bottom of it. So I guess all of this is to say, if you are not talking, if things don't look right, if she's fine or okay, double check it. If you're fine or okay, are you really? Well, it, and, <laughs> and the hard part for me is, you know, just where I'm coming from because I've talked to Coach Rita before. When I know something's off and, and you're telling me things are fine or okay, uh, do I poke the bear until you explode? Or what? what is the – what's the process of saying I'm calling BS because you're not okay? 
and that there's a lot of lessons to learn that we'll kind of go through in the game plan episode um, that gets released after this one so we can identify, okay, here's what we saw, here's, and I had some epiphanies myself, um, and here's what we could have done, and here's what we will commit to do in the future. And nobody's saying we're going to be perfect at it. That, that's we won't do this that. This is a learning curve. <laughs> but and I and I've always said just because we have a podcast doesn't mean we have a perfect marriage. No. It's it's a journey. It's a it's a relationship. There's highs and lows, ebbs and flows, and we're putting our journey out there. We're putting it out messy and cleaning it up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're doing. We'll put it out there ugly and clean it up. And that is uh that's what we've committed to do for all of you that listen. So um. If you're in a hard place right now and you feel like things are off and you're not communicating like you should and um, maybe the sex is good but the, commu- the the connection isn't there like it normally is and you're recognizing some things, it's time to take a step back and, uh, and kind of review yourself and your actions and your conversations and what has been going on and, and maybe it is time for you to have a deep talk and, and put it all out there. So we're going to see you again soon. In the next episode, it's going to be that game plan episode for Epic Fail. Crazy good communication gone crazy wrong. For Jeannie Moran and the cute dog, this is Man versus Marriage. The podcast. How good do you want your life to be? You got to live on purpose. For a purpose. It's truly about becoming the best version of yourself that's possible. This is Man vs. Merit, the podcast.